Boston batting eighth and hitting 304. And the pitcher, Whitey Ford, who has won 16 and lost two this year for the Yankees. So Ford richly deserves this all-star start with a 16 and 2 record for the Yankees this year. The National League batting order will be Maury Wells of the Dodgers at shortstop, hitting 318. Eddie Matthews will bat second, play third base. Eddie of the Milwaukee Braves batting 312. Rex Robinson at Baltimore will be the third baseman batting eighth and hitting 302. And the pitcher, Whitey Ford, who has won 16 and lost two this year for the Yankees. So Ford richly deserves this all-star start with a 16 and 2 record for the Yankees for this year. The National League batting order will be Maury Wells of the Dodgers at shortstop, hitting 318. Eddie Matthews will bat second, play third base. Eddie of the Milwaukee Braves batting 312. Willie Mays. We'll back there. Mays from the Giants, hitting 318, will play center field. The cleanup man will be Orlando Cepeda of the Giants, playing left field, batting 308. In right field will be Bob Clemente, hitting 357. Clemente from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Bill White will be a first base, right from the St. Louis Cardinals, hitting 296. Frank Bowling of Milwaukee will be a second base, batting 304. Loki Burgess of the Pittsburgh Pirates will be the catcher, hitting 310. And Ron Spahn, 40-year-old sophomore, during the pitching. Spahn, eight wins, 11 losses for the Milwaukee Braves. Has been in six previous games with a record of one win and no losses. Well, perhaps you wonder about the breakdown of the players on the squad in the starting lineup. The Giants will start two for the National League, Mays and Sakura. The Cardinals will start Billy White. The Pirates will start Smokey Burgess and Bob Clemente. The Braves will start Bowling, Matthews, and Spahn. They'll have three. The Dodgers will have Maury Wells as a starter. For the American League, the Yankees will dominate the starting lineup with four. Whitey Ford, the pitcher. Quebec at shortstop. Mantle and Maris in the outfield. Detroit will have Cash and Calavillo. Cleveland will have Romano, the pitcher, and Temple at second base. And for Baltimore, Brooks Robinson will be the third baseman. The umpires for the game will be Stan Landis of the National League at the plate. Frank Newmark of the American League will be at first base. Jack Crawford of the National League will be at second. Ed Rungy of the American League will be at third. And Eddie Vargo of the National League on the left field foul line with Carl Drummond of the American League on the right field foul line. Take the field. We'll be all set. The game will be underway in just a moment. And now, to start the play-by-play -play action, the voice of the Cleveland Indians, Jimmy Dudley. Jimmy, come in. Thank you, Jerry Doggett, and hello, baseball fans everywhere. Jerry, it's a real pleasure to be working with you here on the 1961 All-Star Game from beautiful Candlestick Park in San Francisco, California. A couple of old southern boys will be bringing it your way today. And Jerry, from my native Virginia, best wishes to your native Texas, partner. Thank you, Jimmy. All ready to go, and the king of all pitchers, Warren Spahn, making his 12th appearance, is ready to work. A man who stands on the threshold of greatness. He has already enjoyed his share of it, 
Only four games away from the coveted 300 circle. 300 victories in a lifetime. Not too many have reached it, but Warren Spahn is going for it this year. His opponent today, a younger man who could well be known as the crown prince of pitchers in the American League, certainly. An amazing record of 16-2 and two already, working in regular rotation. The fans have had their first thrill, the introduction of the All-Stars. And it's only fitting that the great hand of the day should go to Stan the Man Musial, the pride and joy of Denora, Pennsylvania. Perhaps no other man would have received more of an ovation or as much. Had he been here today as a member of the American League, that would have been Ted Williams, the tremendous thumper, the great and splendid splinter of baseball fame of the Boston Red Sox. Against him, the leadoff batter for the American League is Johnny Temple, chosen by the players to play second base. Number 16, the Cleveland Indian second baseman from North Carolina, now a dude ranch owner in Tucson, Arizona. Warren Spawn with that graceful windup, and here's the first pitch of the game. Ball one outside and low. Temple had moved into position as if he might try a bunt, but he took instead. And one of the biggest men on the field today, if not the biggest, is the man back of the plate calling the balls and strikes, Stan Landis of the National League. Here's Spawn's pitch, a fastball strike is called. Ball one and strike one. Mickey Vernon of the Washington Senators, coaching at first base, and Frank Crosetti of the New York Yankees, coaching at third. The outfield straight away. The pitch to Temple is a curve inside and low. Ball two. Ball two and strike one. On deck is Norman Cash. Warren Spawn with 296 Major League victories to his credit. This year he has won eight, but he has lost 11. The next pitch is the shade outside with a fastball that sailed on him a little bit, and the count now is ball three and strike one. Johnny Temple, with a season batting average currently of 288 with the Cleveland Indians. A good leadoff man, ability to get the base on balls, and a good stick man. The 3-1 pitch is coming up, and it is a strike call. And the string is out, full count of three and two on the batter, Johnny Temple. John, like all ball players, trying to help the umpire on the three and one pitch, heading toward first. But the strike call gets him back in a hurry. The American League Stars versus the National League Stars. The payoff pitch is swung on. A fly ball is to right field. Moving easily forward in position is Roberto Clemente. He makes the catch. And there's one away. Clemente, who is proving himself an outstanding ball player in the National League. Not only with his batting average, but his fine field. Fast and excellent arm. And ability to chase the fly ball. Here's Norman Cash. Cash has the batting average of 355. An amazing batting average for a man who appeared in spring training, unknown to most of the photographers who were taking pictures of the Detroit Stars. Left-hand batter, and he can really thump the ball. He takes ball when a curve is low and into the dirt. The outfield shaded around toward right. Spawn into the windup. The left-hander pitches a strike with a fastball right down the middle. Ball one and strike one. Today... At least for the time being, we're not seeing the noted winds of Candlestick Park. But as Jerry says, they'll come along a little bit later. Here's the one-and-one one pitch. Overhand is a strike. He swung and missed. He tried to check it but failed to do so. Ball one and strike two on Norman Cash wearing number 25. The home team, the National League, in their own white uniforms. The American Leaguers the visiting club in this all-star game wearing the traditional gray. 
Swing and a miss. He struck him out on a curveball. Dom Cash, the first strikeout victim. There are two down. Spawn marks up his first one. But one of many in all-star competition. The next batter is number seven, Mickey Mantle. Mantle flirted with the idea of batting left against even Spawn, where the wind's blowing, as they sometimes do, strong, across the field here at Candlestick Park. More power, they say, is a right-hand batter. He'll give it a try. Swings on the first one and fouls it back into the stands and out of play. Strike one. Mickey Mantle, batting average 320, 29 home runs, 74 runs batted in, the pride and joy of Dallas, Texas. Mickey wears number seven, one of the most powerful men we've ever seen. Here's the pitch, a swing and a miss for strike two. Spawn teased him with a fastball and he pulled the string. Took a little off and the count is 0-2 with two out in the first inning, no score. While the American League is two up and two down. On deck is number nine, Roger Maris. The big thumper of the American League. The outfielders are playing just about as far as they dare go back. The pitch is swung on, fouled off down the first baseline, curving into the crowd, and another all-star souvenir. As Jerry has told you, it's a beautiful day. Our first view, our first visit to Candlestick Park, and we must say it's a beautiful one. Overlooking the bay. Overlooking the hills beyond Tennessee. 0-2 count. Here's the wind-up. The pitch of fastball is outside and low into the dirt. Smokey Burgess goes down for the stop. Ball one and strike two. Watching the pitchers go down to the bullpens a few moments ago, you wondered how great it would be if you could have a bullpen staff like those. Next pitch end is fouled back to the stands. And into the press box. Hit the right key on the typewriter. Ball one and strike two of the count. With two out, the American League, half of the first inning. A full house as expected, and thousands and thousands would like to be here, unable to obtain tickets. Ready on the go, with two out, nobody on. The one and two pitch coming to Mantle. He swings and misses, he struck him out. Mantle goes down swinging, three up and three down. No runs, no hits, nothing across. And so at the end of the first half inning, the score, American League nothing, National League nothing. Jimmy Dudley with Jerry Doggett from Candlestick Park in San Francisco, the scene of today's All-Star Game, the first of 1961, the second to be played at Boston. And incidentally, the man who will toss out the first ball in Boston is the chap we talked about a moment ago. What an ovation he would have received had he been here today. Big Ted Williams will be on hand for the game in Boston. Whitey Ford has completed his warm-up throws and is ready to work. One of the most amazing records of any pitcher in the history of baseball. Percentage-wise, Whitey Ford has won 147 games and lost only 61. An amazing percentage of 7-10. It's a figure which excels that of any pitcher in the Hall of Fame. First man to face him, Murray Wills. Right-hand batter wears number 30, the shortstop of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ford's pitch is a strike call. Incidentally, Warren Spawn, with his two strikeouts in the first inning, now has a total of 12 strike, or 12 innings worked and a total of nine strikeouts in all-star competition. Murray Wills, who does just about everything with a glove on the basis that you can ask of him. 
and the Detroit Tigers manager Bob Sheffing, who is here today, must wince as he thinks and looks at Wills, though this happened before Sheffing went to Detroit. Two years ago, the Tigers took a look at Wills and turned him back to the Dodger Deep Freeze. They didn't want to pay $35,000 for him. Foul back to the screen by Wills, and the count is strike two. Wills is a switch hitter. Batting average currently is 318. Here's the windup. The pitch is fouled in the dirt. A curveball cutting in on him. He got a piece of it. Fouled it in the dirt. Two-strike count remains. No score when the last half of the first inning. Will stole 50 bases last year. The most in the National League since Max Carey stole 51 for Pittsburgh back in 1923. So far this year with the Dodgers, he has 10. Swings on the pitch. A ground ball to the shortstop. Kubek is in up with it. The throw to first is in time. So Ford gets his first man. A ground ball out. 6-3. Short to first. And that brings up number 41, the strong man of the Milwaukee Braves. Eddie Matthews. Playing at third base with a batting average of 312. Matthews has hit 20 home runs. Been in 74 games for the Braves. The outfield now shifting a shade toward right. Curveball swung on as he tries to check his swing. It's by the pitcher, the third baseman Robinson over up with it. Throws the first in time. Fine play by Brooks Robinson. The agile, long-legged third baseman of the Baltimore Orioles. Making another of his sparkling plays. full-grown man in the world of baseball, Willie Mays. Perhaps in our time, the greatest of the ball players. Right-hand batter, he takes ball one inside. Mays claims to be a part owner of Whitey Ford. He loves to hit against him. Mays with a batting average of 318, 23 home runs. There's a strike with a fastball, waist high. Mays has a batting average of 438 in previous All-Star games. That's second high in the history of all the All-Star games. Pitches foul back and out of play. A fan in the mezzanine just missing a chance at a souvenir. Ball one and strike two. Mays, of course, among active players, leads all in All-Star competition, batting average-wise. Charlie Geringer has the highest average. The great one-time second baseman of the Detroit Tigers. But certainly Mays is the Geringer of modern times. The one and two pitches, a strike with a curveball. He struck him out. Mays has called it on strikes. The side is retired. No runs, no hits, nothing across. And so at the end of the first inning, the score, American League nothing, National League nothing. Inning here at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. Roger Myers, left-hand batter, will be up against Warren Spahn. It's a far cry from that first game, the first one played in 1933 at Comiskey Park in Chicago, when Jimmy Dykes, now the manager of the Cleveland Indians, and what a great third baseman he was, scored the first run. Warren Spahn, ready to work now to Roger Maris. Left-hand batter, he takes ball when a curve is outside and low. Maris has a batting average of 282, but his average doesn't tell the story of his greatness to the New York Yankees. 33 home runs and 80 runs batted in. Left-hand batter, he stands well back from the plate. He looks at a strike. Warren Spahn with one of the most graceful deliveries in all baseball. One and one. 
say one thing for Roger Maris. If you ever make a mistake and give him his pitch, he'll hit it. One and one. Pitch is swung on. Full foul. Pass first base. Ball one and strike two. Of course, you hear that many times about a ball player getting his pitch and being able to hit it. But it's so true. Catchers and pitchers alike will tell you that if Maris does happen to get his pitch, you give it to him, watch out. He'll make the most of it. Here's the one and two pitch. Coming up, swung on, a high fly. Swan changed up on him. Down the right field line, the wind is carrying it, and it'll carry it out of play into the stands. I suppose, Jerry, that's just a little bit of the touch of the wind here at Candlestick Park, huh? Yes, it is, Jim, and we expect it to come up a little uh, stronger than it is right now. In fact, sometimes it'll blow at a pretty good gale. I can just imagine because that ball went sailing into the stands with practically no wind. One and two count. Back in play. The wind-up by Spawn. The outfield deep and around to right. The pitch is a shade outside for ball two. Spawn teasing him on the outside corner. Frank Crosetti. Native of San Francisco. First thing he said getting off the plane the other morning, isn't this great? We are not even out in the air yet. The 2-2 pitch is a strike call. He struck him out. Maris had a notion, but he let it go by. Barn Spawn has now struck out three in a row. This, of course, brings back great memories of the 1934 game. To those who look into the record book, not to us particularly, we weren't around at that time. <laughs> But when the great King Carl Hubble struck out five in a row, five of the most feared batters of all time, here's Rocky Calavito, right-hand batter number seven, swings on the first one and fouls it back. Calavito, with a batting average of 280, 22 home runs. And boy, these all-star fans are really bobbling them today, dropping them down below as the souvenirs come flying back. And what a happy day it is to bring one home to the kids. The pitch to Calavito is ball one high and outside. Calavito, who started in the Cleveland Indians organization, and what a furor was raised when he was traded to the Detroit Tigers. Born and bred in the Bronx. His hero and idol was Joe DiMaggio. The pitch is outside and low. Ball two, two and one. The Rock has a strange little habit of flexing the muscles in his back. To relieve the tension, I suppose, from time to time. Spawn's 2-1 pitch. Swung on a high pop-up. Just to the right of second base, the second baseman. Moving easily under it. Bowling makes the catch. Route number two. Two up and two down. Incidentally, it must be quite a thrill for young Frank Bowling to be in this all-star game. He was with the Detroit Tigers until traded to the Milwaukee Braves. And he's won his way into the hearts of the Milwaukee fans. The trade in which Bill Bruton figured. Tony Kubek, number 10, the Yankee shortstop at bat, takes a strike. A fastball is over the inside corner, working him in tight. Kubek has a batting average of 296. He's at five home runs. These American leaguers in this lineup right now have a total of 127 home runs to their credit. Two out. Nobody on the pitch is swung on a broken bat ground ball to the right side of the infield. Bowling is over up with it. A throw to first is in time. 4-3 on the play. 4-3. Side is retired. No runs, no hits, nothing across. And so at the end of an inning and a half, the score, American League nothing, the National League nothing. There you go. Ready now for the last half of the second inning. Number 30 is Alanda Cepeda of the San Francisco Giants. Playing in left field for the National League All-Stars. Up against Whitey Ford. 
Ford's first pitch is a strike over at the knees. Orlando Manuel Cepeda. Born in Puerto Rico, September 17th, 1937. A strong boy who can really mash the ball. Batting average 308. Right-hand batter, he swings on the pitch and skies went high to center field. Mantle comes moving in easily with those powerful strides. Hundred, he makes the catch. Out number one. Last half of the second inning. And the pitchers are certainly controlling the ball game as of right now. That brings up Roberto Clemente. Pittsburgh Pirates. Batting average 357. Frank Lane, a few years ago, put the thumb on this boy, the finger, and said, watch him. He'll become one of the outstanding stars of the National League. And certainly this year, Clemente is coming into his own as a powerful hitter, batting average 357. Plays a lot of outfield. He's been in 75 games. 12 home runs. The first pitch is ball one inside. Sharp breaking curveball. Whitey Ford, working re regular rotation under Ralph Houck, his Yankee manager this year, has won 16 and lost only two. The pitch delivered and swung on a powerful drive toward right center. There goes Mantle back. He's still moving back. And that ball is... Caught, dropped right there at the base of the fence. Mantle couldn't get to it. And here's Clemente rounding second, coming to third. A three-base hit. There's a possibility that Roger Maris interfered with Mantle on the play. Mantle looked like he had a shot at it, but Maris all of a sudden came roaring across from right field. Now they're having a little discussion out there in right center. And Clemente, with a tremendous burst of speed, raced around to third base. He's one of the fastest men in the league. And there's the first hit of the game, a three-base hit to deep right center. And the batter is Bill White of the St. Louis Cardinals. White has a batting average of 296, playing at first base for the National League All-Stars. The first hit of the game. Clemente is on at third, with one out in the last half of the second. Ford in action. The pitch is a curve outside. Ball one. It's quite possible that Maris and Manor were unable to hear one another, giving the yells of I've got it. Curveball swung on and fouled in the dirt, rolls back of the plate. Ball one and strike one. Bill White, who used to play with the San Francisco Giants, traded to the St. Louis Cardinals. White has been in 78 games at first base for the Cards, batting 296. The outfield shaded a bit toward right. The pitch by Ford is ball two outside and low. Third baseman Brooks Robinson is in on the edge of the infield grass in case of a... Front try by White to get this run home with one out. Second baseman Temple, deep at his position. Maris in right, Mantle in right center, Calavito covering left field. Last half of the second with one out. Runner on third, moves down the line. The pitch is fouled back into the stand. Back of home plate and over the screen. The first hit of the game by Roberto Clemente. John Romano working back of the plate for the American League All-Stars. The honor now a double one for all of the players chosen for the Dream Classic for the simple reason they're chosen by men who play against them, men who watch them day after day in their own leagues. The managers, the players, and the coaches choose the starting players of the All-Star squads. 
The respective managers then choose the others. Two and two count, and the pitch coming up, swung on it, drive toward right center. Randall moving back, has room. Clemente tags up. There's the catch, here comes the throw and the runner, but the throw will be cut off. Clemente scores standing up. And the National Leaguers take the lead of one to nothing. Sacrifice fly ball into right center by Bill White, scoring the first run of the game. And the thrill for Clemente is no less than the one probably enjoyed by Jimmy Dykes a long time ago back in 1933 when he crossed home plate at Comiskey Park with the first all-star run of all time. Frank Bolding is up, second baseman. Where's number two? And he takes ball one inside and low. Bolding currently has a batting average in the National League of 304, playing a lot of second base for the Milwaukee Braves. Swings on the pitch and pulls it foul down the left field line and out of play into the stands. Ball one, strike one. Bowling a fine star in the American League, proving his right to be called that in the National League. Ball two, fastball, spun him out of there. Ball two and strike one with one out. One run on one hit, a tremendous triple by Roberto Clemente. Pitch is fouled in the dirt. Strike two, ball two and strike two. On deck is Smokey Burgess. The outfield playing around toward left. New supply of baseballs for the big man back of the plate in blue, Stan Landis. Here's the windup. The pitch, a fastball, swing and a miss. He struck him out. The side is retired. In the second inning for the National Leaguers, one run, one hit. No errors and nobody left. And so at the end of two innings, the score is National League All-Stars one, the American League All-Stars nothing. In baseball with a batting average of 310 in the majors and coming into his own. Right-hand batter. Of the Cleveland Indians, swings on the pitch. A ground ball to the left side of the infield. Shortstop Wills comes up with it. Throw to first is in time. Bill White making a fine play, reaching into foul territory for the throw. And Romano is out. 6-3 on the play. That will bring up number five, Brooks Robinson of the Baltimore Orioles with a batting average of 302. One of the finest young men in the American League. He and Ron Hansen, who play the left side of the Baltimore infield, really cover it. Right-hand batter, Robinson up, one out. Spawn pitches, ball one outside and low. Jerry Doggett was just telling me that Eddie Matthews at third base has 14 stitches in his knee, required after the collision with Darrell Spencer in a game between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Milwaukee Braves. That was the incident in which Spencer broke his knee. The pitch is outside, ball two, two and no count. Brooks Robinson stands upright, takes a strike over at the knees. Ball two and strike one. The National League outfield pulled around to the left. Ken McBride was warming up for the American League All-Stars a moment ago. Next pitch in, swung on and fouled off down the right field line, out of play, into the stands. The count is now ball two and strike two. Ken McBride, incidentally, replaced Ryan Duran on the All-Star squad. Duran was forced to hurry home due to the unfortunate death of his infant son. Ball two, strike two. The pitch is swung on the ground ball to the left side. And it again is Maury Wills up with it, the throw to first, and Robinson is out. Two up and two down, and Mr. Warren Spawn is showing the way. He has retired eight men in order. Bob Berkey is taking a warm-up session down in the National League. Will Ben, he will be the number two pitcher for the National Leaguers. Berkey of the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
Whitey Ford, the American League pitcher, is up. Number 16, he's a left-hand batter. Two out and nobody on. Spawn pitches a strike, a fastball across the letters. Strike one called. The score, National League, All-Stars one. The American League, All-Stars nothing. Barn Spawn, working beautifully, pitches a curve, and it's strike two called. Stan Landis, the National League umpire, with that dramatic gesture, straightens his great height and points a finger toward the first base or in the general direction. Oh, and two count, two out, nobody on. Here's the windup. Spawn's pitch is swung on a bouncer right back to the mound. Fielded easily by Spawn. The throw to first. Ford is out. One three on the play, and the side is retired. No runs, no hits, nothing across for the American Leaguers. So, at the end of two and a half innings, the play of the score is National League 1, American League nothing. Here you from Candlestick Park in San Francisco on a beautiful, sunshiny day. One of the warm days for this part of the country. Now the breeze is beginning to move and the flag standing out in all the glory. Smokey Burgess, number six. Right-hand bat, left-hand batter is up and the first pitch to him by Ford. Stewart is on deck to bat for Warren Spawn. Ball one, the next pitch in to Burgess, a left-hand batter. He pulls it foul down the first baseline. Ball one and strike one. Dick Stewart, who wears number seven, on deck as a pinch hitter for Warren Spawn. The American League has batted around, and they went down in order. Nine men before the slants of Warren Spawn. Ford's pitch is a curve outside and low. Ball two. Ball two and strike one. Frank Larry, the strong arm right-hander of the Detroit Tigers, a boy from Alabama working in the American League bullpen. Burgess swings on the pitch and hits a high pop fly into right field. Roger Maris closing in on it. Hundred now he makes the catch. And there's one away. One away in the last half of the third inning, and that will bring up Dick Stewart. Number seven. Batting for Warren Spawn. Stewart has a batting average of 285. He's hit 10 home runs. Last half the third, one out. Stewart, a right-hand batter. One of those very confident but not overly cocky youngsters of baseball who says, I belong in your starting lineup every time you play a game. The first pitch by Ford to Stewart is a curve breaking inside, ball one. The National League leading by a score of one to nothing in the last of the third. A three-base hit and a fly ball in the second inning. Three-base hit by Clemente of Pittsburgh. The pitch is swung on by Stewart, a high fly ball down the left field line. It's curving foul, chasing Ford, the shortstop and third baseman. Neither can get to it. Right at the base of the wall. Good try by Brooks Robinson and Tony Kubek at the left side of the infield. You're right, Jerry. That wind is really kicking up, and the flags are beginning to move out. And it'll undoubtedly be stronger before the game is over. We'll see it for sure. National League one, American League nothing. Last half of the third inning, with one out and nobody on. The next pitch, a fastball is a bit too high. Ball two. Two and one, the count. Whitey Ford. Working for the American League All-Stars. Perky and Larry are getting ready to work for their respective... Legs. Pitch is swung on, and there's a drive toward left center. That ball will be in there for a base hit. Landing in front of Maris, and he and Calavito almost collide. Here's Stewart going for two. Calavito's throw is in the second, too late. 
Dick Stewart, pinch hitting for Warren Strong. Driving one into left center. And it is a two-base hit. So the pirate first baseman, Stewart, is on at second with one out. And coming to bat is Maury Wills. Wills is first time at bat. Rounded out. A switch hitter batting right. Where's number 30? Batting right against the left-hander, Whitey Ford. Second hit. Pitch is swung on. A fly ball down the right field line. It'll be out of play. Wynn carries it into the stands. The official paid attendance at today's ball game, 44,115. The largest crowd to ever witness a baseball game here at Candlestick Park. 44,115. Two strong right-handers are getting ready to take over. Larry for the American League, Perky for the National League. Two of the top stars of the majors, replacing two equally fine left-handers. They'll be coming on in the fourth inning. One out. The National Leaguers have a runner at second. The National League leading one to nothing. They try the pickoff play. Ford back to Temple, but Stewart is back safely. Landis, the umpire back of the plate. Umon at first. Shag Crawford at second. Ed Rungi at third. Vargo and Drummond are the umpires on the lines. Drummond down right. Vargo down the left field line. Up and ready. Ford checks the runner with a look. The pitch, a fastball swing, and a foul tip out of play. 0-2 count on the batter, Maury Wills. On deck is Eddie Matthews. Now Romano goes out to talk with Whitey Ford. It's really amazing when you think of Ford's great record. 16-2. National League stars, one. American League stars, nothing. Last half of the third. One run on two hits. Runner at second. The American Leaguers have not had a base runner as yet. Ford up and ready. Checks back to the runner with a look. Stewart leads down the line. The pitch is swung on. A sharp ground ball foul past third base. 0-2 count remains. Warren Spahn setting the American Leaguers down in order. While the National Leaguers came up with a run in the second inning with one out, Clemente hit a long fly ball into right center. Mantle had a chance at it. Maris came streaking across. They did not collide, but it might have troubled Mantle. It dropped for a three-base hit. Clemente scored on White's fly ball to center field of Mantle. The on-two pitch. His ball went inside and low. Ball one and strike two. The second All-Star game will be played at Boston's Fenway Park. National League leading by a score of one to nothing. We're in the last half of the third. Stewart off at second. The pitch coming on. Swung on a ground ball to the second baseman. Temple up with it. The throw to first is in time. Wills is out as Stewart moves to third base. So there are two down and the batter will be Eddie Matthews. Matthews grounded out. His first time up. 5-3. Went out. Third to first. All right, Eddie Matthews, number 41, stands in a left-hand batter. Here's a boy who can hit a ball a country mile, too. The outfield, however, playing him almost straight away. Mantle a step or two off. First pitch, he swings on it and pops it up foul. Off to the right. First baseman coming in, the catcher, John Romano. It's Romano calling, and he makes the catch. Route number three, the side is retired. No run.
runs, one hit, and one man left for the National Leaguers. And at the end of the third inning, the score is National League 1, American League nothing. Fourth inning of the All-Star Game from Candlestick Park in San Francisco. A couple of changes in the National League lineup. New pitcher is Bob Perky. And at third base, Ken Boyer, number 14 of the St. Louis Cardinals in place of Eddie Matthews. Perky has been a whale of a pitcher for the Red Legs this year. He has won 11 and lost four. And along with the other fine starters and relievers of the Cincinnati Pitching Corps, Hunt, Cook, O'Toole, Mahoney, and Joey Jay, the Red Legs of Cincinnati, under the managership of Freddie Hutchinson, are leading in the National League race. And as has been said so many times before, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy than Freddie Hutchinson. Been doing a tremendous job with a bunch of men, calls from here and there, but an infield tied together by Don Blazingame. Other outstanding stars, Gordy Coleman at first base, and a great outfield. They're playing great ball. Johnny Temple leads off for the American Leaguers in the first of the fourth. The first pitch, he fouls it back and out of play into the stands. In the American League, the Detroit Tigers and the New York Yankees currently battling for the top spot with the Baltimore Orioles and the Cleveland Indians chasing not too far behind. Boyer will bat in the number nine position in the National League lineup. The pitch to Temple, he swings and hits a line shot toward left field. Going back, the left fielder, Cepeda, gets the grab on it, drops the ball. Here's Temple going for second. The throw coming in will be late. Temple in on a slide. Orlando Cepeda misjudged the ball. A line drive that continued to ride into the wind. And it is an error charged down the left field to Orlando Cepeda. The first error of the All-Star game. A light for Temple on at second base. And coming to bat is Norm Cash, who struck out against Warren Spawn. Spawn, incidentally, pitched three perfect innings. Three innings. Retired nine men in order, striking out three of them. So Temple is on. A two-base error charged to Cepeda. The National League leading by a score of one to nothing, but the American League threatening. Cash struck out in the first inning. He takes... Ball one outside. Perky has been in 19 ball games for Cincinnati, 17 times as a starter. Won 11 and lost four. He's hurled seven complete games. Earned run average 3.52. The outfield deep and around to right. The pitch end to Cashy takes a strike call. Ball one, strike two. National League All-Stars, one run, two hits. One error. American League All-Stars, no runs, no hits, no errors. A runner at second, the first runner, on as a result of an error. Perky's pitch, and it breaks in on the bat, and it's fouled off. Cash unable to get the bat out of the way, and the count remains ball one and strike two. Cash playing in Briggs Stadium, or Tiger Stadium in Detroit, has done an outstanding job for the Tigers this year with his 24 home runs, 70 runs batted in. And an average of 355. Where's number 25? Here's the pitch. Too low with a fastball. Ball two, strike two. Perky is a strong side armor with a world of stuff. And of course, he gives you that knuckleball on occasions. Pittsburgh must groan a little bit. 
when they think of letting this guy go. The pitch is swung on, and there's a ground ball to the second baseman. Long hop taken by Bowling, the throw to first, and Cash is out. Cash grounding out, second to first. 4-3 on the play. 4-3, Temple holding at second. Frank Larry getting ready to come on for the American Vegas in the last half of the fourth inning. Here's Mickey Mantle, now switching over to bat left. Perhaps one of the greatest switch batters of all time. Great power from either side. Runner on at second. The pitch is fouled back to the stands. Ball breaking in on him. He went for it. Fouled it back. Strike one. Mantle, one of the big gate attractions of the American League, facing Bob Perkey of the Cincinnati Reds. National League All-Stars one, American League All-Stars nothing. First to the fourth, the pitch is pulled foul, past first base. Mickey Vernon coaching at first, Frank Persetti coaching at third. Persetti now has been a coach for the All-Stars in four years. He was a player three times. One to nothing, the National League All-Stars leading the American League All-Stars here on the first of the fourth. Elston Howard is taking the warm-up throws from Frank Larry down in the bullpen. Perky checks back to the runner with a look, the pitch to Mantle, a change-up, and there was the knuckler. Ball one is too high, ball one and strike two. There's a good possibility that the fans here at Candlestick Park this afternoon will get a look at Hart Wilhelm of the Baltimore Orioles, a man who can really make that old ball flutter. One of the great knuckleballers of the game. One and two. Perky's pitch swung on. A high pop-up. Foul. Back of the plate. Smokey Burgess giving it a run. But he'll not have a chance for it. It's way back into the crowd. Man, that ball bounced on the concrete and almost came up into the radio booth here. Be ready with your glove, men. <laughs> National League All-Stars one. American League nothing. That's the American League threatening. With one out, they have Temple on at second base. Back with the counter ball, one and strike two. Here's the pitch. Swung on a ground ball to the right side. This will not be it. Bowling has it. The throw to first in time. Mantle traveling hard is out. Temple moved to third on the play. And that brings up Roger Maris. Maris struck out in the second inning. One of three strikeouts. Marked up by Warren Spawn. There have been some great pitching performances, and perhaps one of the greatest. He could all go all the way back to that 1934 game when Mel Harder, then of the Cleveland Indians, gave up only one hit in the last five innings. The American League went on to win that one. The pitch by Perky into Roger Maris. His ball went outside and low. National League won. American League nothing. First half of the fourth inning. Two out. American League All-Star second baseman Johnny Temple on at third. The outfielders are deep and around to right for this boy. The pitch is outside and low. Perky attempting to keep the ball away from him. Ball two, no strikes. Roger Myers, who came by way of South Dakota to the major leagues in the Cleveland Indian organization, traded to Kansas City, and then moved up to the New York Yankees. 33 home runs to his credit so far this year. Calls for time as Perky took a little bit too much of a pause to get ready. Batter doesn't like to freeze, and he doesn't like to be quick-pitched, so he steps out again just as Perky got ready as he moved in. 
Back in play. Both are ready. The 2-0 pitch coming up. Maris swings. Pulls it down the first baseline to Bill White. Up with it. Tosses to the pitcher. Underhand coming across. And Maris is out. Three infield outs after a two-base error. Had put a man on second. And Perky. One error and one man is left. And the score at the end of three and a half innings of play. National League one. American League nothing. At Candlestick Park in San Francisco. We're moving into the last half of the fourth inning. Of a real squeaker. A real pitches battle. The National League is leading one to nothing. The American League is in four innings. They've had only one base runner. That's the result of an error. On a line shot to left field by Johnny Temple, Orlando Cepeda just momentarily misjudged the ball, left it, and then was unable to contain it. It dropped to the ground back of him. Here is Willie Mays and his mere appearance at the plate electrifies the crowd as they anticipate what he just might do. Here's a man who's been a great star, not only in league play, but in all-star competition, World Series play. And Frank Larry working, the first pitch in, a ground ball, three shots back, left is left, rolls into left field, Mays makes the turn, here he goes, speaking to second. Alavito comes into the ball, the throw is late. And Willie Mays with a burst of speed after seeing that ball off the glove of the shortstop. Race to second base. And it is going to be an error. An error charged on Tony Kubek. A rough chance as the ball bounced high off the heel of his glove. That brings up number 30, Orlando Cepeda. And now, John Romano goes out to talk with Frank Larry. Larry hails from the state of Alabama, product of the University of Alabama. He's one of seven boys, all athletes, either football or baseball. Larry, with the Tigers this year, has made 19 starts. He's earned 12 complete games, pitched two shutouts, and racked up a record of 13 wins as against four losses. Now there may be trouble. Larry may have some trouble of his own. Bob Sheffing, his manager at Detroit, and the all-star manager, Paul Richards, are walking out to the mound. And quickly now, we're getting some action down in the American League bullpen. Larry is showing the hand, his pitching hand, to Paul Richards. And certainly Bob Sheffing has plenty of reason for worry. Dick Donovan, the tall right-hander for the Washington Senators, is working, and he is going to be caught and racked up a record of 13 wins as against four losses. Now there may be trouble. Larry may have some trouble of his own. Bob Sheffing, his manager at Detroit, and the all-star manager, Paul Richards, are walking out to the mound. And quickly now, we're getting some action down in the American League bullpen. Larry is showing the hand, his pitching hand, to Paul Richards. And certainly Bob Sheffing has plenty of reason for worry. Dick Donovan. The tall right-hander for the Washington Senators is working, and he is going to be called into the game. And we'll get a report from the field shortly as to the welfare of Frank Larry, who is leaving under duress. This means that Donovan will be allowed to come in the game and take his warm-up throws on the mound. Speaking of Frank Larry, as Dan Daniels wrote in New York, the thrill of the year poll doesn't come up for a long time. But certainly, you have to remember Frank Larry's great exhibition of pitching, hitting, and running to win single-handedly over the New York Yankees on May 12th. Frank Merriwell of Yale, as Dan Daniels wrote, wouldn't have had a chance against Frank Bulldog Larry that day. 
some great pitching and great hitting as he almost single-handedly defeated the New York Yankees. Of course, down through the years, Larry has been able to take care of the Yankees in pretty good style. Dick Donovan says he's ready, and Johnny Temple, the second baseman, in for a word with him. And now Donovan wants to talk with his catcher, John Romano, briefly. Romano goes out. Donovan wears number 20. He's been in 13 ball games, 12 times as a starter. His record shows four wins and eight losses, but an earned run average of 2.81 indicates that he suffered a lot of tough luck. And this is truly the case. He had a tough time winning. But the luck of the Irish finally came around and smiled on him. And he started to win, and he'll win a lot more. All right, Orlando Cepeda is the batter. Runner on at second is Willie Mays, as a result of a two-base error charged to Tony Kubek. Nobody out, last half of the fourth inning. Donovan's pitch, swung on the ground ball to the left side of the infield. Mays moves to third. Robinson comes up with the ball, the throw to first, and Cepeda is out. Brooks Robinson, who covers a lot of territory, to his left. As well as guarding the third baseline, getting his man, Cepeda goes out. And Frank Larry goes out of the game with a sore arm, which we hope is merely a brief injury, or a brief hurt, let's put it that way. Roberto Clemente, who tripled deep to right center his first time at bat, stands in. And the American League infield now draws in Cash, Temple, Kubek, and Robinson. Moving in close, the outfield just about straight away. One out, the National League leading one to nothing in the last half of the fourth inning. On deck is Bill White. Donovan watching Mays at third. You never know what Mays is going to do on the bases. The pitch is swung, a high fly ball to right field. Maris now coming in. Stands, waits, trying to get a move in on the ball. He makes the catch, the runner tags up. Here comes the throw and the runner, and the runner will score. National League leads by a score of two to nothing. On just two hits and an error, they have tallied twice. So Clemente has scored a run and batted in a run. There are two out, and the batter will be Bill White, who drove in the first National League run in the second inning. It's pretty tough to get a man from Maris's position after that catch. Mays now has scored 12 runs, which is an all-star record. Normally he was tied with Musial, I believe, right? Pitch is run on by White and ripped through the middle. Pass Donovan into center field, a base hit. Bill White, first pitch swinging, drives one into center field, and there's the third National League hit. The National League All-Stars are leading by a score of two to nothing. Pass to the fourth as the bats now come alive and begin to talk a tune. The batter will be number two, Frank Bowling. Right-hand batter, and with two out, He's looking down to Gene Mouth, who is coaching at third base. The scoreboard was showing one out, and bowling might have been looking for that reason. Of course, he could also be looking for the hit and run. White leads off at first. Donovan's pitch. Outside and low with the curve. Ball one. Ball one, no strikes. Frank Bowling, whose brother Milt Bowling, is now in the Boston Red Sox organization, one-time baseball star in his own right. Throw to first base by Donovan. The runner is back. Willie Mays now has scored 12 runs in all-star competition. 
There goes the run of the pitcher. Swung a line drive. Beautiful catch by Jack Temple. And he has it for the out. He fell to the ground, but hung on. A beautiful play by Johnny Temple. Line drive hit it for a base hit. Temple moving over to cover. Caught that ball on the dead run. Fell, but hung on. And the side is retired. In the last of the fourth, one run, one hit, there was one error, and one man left. Lincoln Lakers here in the fifth inning. They have yet to get a base hit. Bob Kirky's first pitch is ball one outside and low. This broadcast coming your way from Candlestick Park in San Francisco. The pitch is swung, and there goes the blast deep to center field. Mays is going back, has a shot at it. Right at the fence, he makes the catch. 365 or 70 feet away from home plate. And perhaps without the strong wind here at Candlestick Park, it might have been out of here. A well-hit ball, but just a long out. And May is giving it the famous basket catch. One away, and that brings up Tony Kubek of the New York Yankees. Grounded out his first time at bat. We're in the first half of the fifth inning, with the National League is leading 2 to nothing over the American League All-Stars. Bob Perky of the Cincinnati Redlegs pitches. Ball one inside and low. Three hits for the National Leaguers, none for the American Leaguers. Each team has committed an error. And in each case, the error was good for two bases. Perky's pitch swung on, and a looper going out into center field. Easy chance for Willie Mays. Under it, he makes the catch, and Kubek is out number two. Working in the American League bullpen is Jim Bunning of the Detroit Tigers. That brings up John Romano. First time at bat in the third inning. The Cleveland Indians catcher grounded out short to first. Where's number 11? Strong right-hand batter. Formerly with the Chicago White Sox. The pitch to him by Perky is ball went outside and low. Dykes, Jimmy Dykes said to John Romano in spring training, you are going to become the best catcher in the American League. And Romano is working at it. Fouls one back and out of play. Ball one, strike one. It takes a lot of work. But in Romano, Dykes saw the potential. He ran a lot of excess weight off him. Has taught him a lot of tricks of the trade. One and one, pitch coming up. Foul back to the screen, a changeup, and the count now is ball one and strike two. First half of the fifth inning, the National League is leading by a score of two to nothing. 33 graduates of American Legion Baseball are playing in today's game. Romano fouls another one into the stands off to the right of the plate. And the count is ball one, strike two. Two to nothing, the National League leading. First half of the fifth. Lawrence Spawn worked three perfect innings for the National Leaguers. Whitey Ford worked three innings, allowed two hits, walked none, struck out one, and is charged with a run. A one and two pitch. Outside, ball two, ball two and strike two. Frank Larry came on in the fourth inning, but it faced only one man, Willie Mays, who was safe on an error. Then came up with arm trouble, and Donovan took over. The two-two pitch, Romano swings and misses. He struck him out, three up and three down. No runs, no hits, nothing across. And so, at the end of four and a half innings of play, the score is National League 2, American League nothing. It changes now as we go to play in the last half of the sixth inning. The National League leads the American League 2-1. to one. Carmen Killebrew, the pinch hit in the top of the sixth inning, stays in the game and will play 
third base. Detroit, the the running nine wins, six losses, and a 3.55 earned run Here's Bob Clemente of the Pirates at bat. Tripled and cried out. He's one for one. His fly ball was a sacrifice that got in a run. Running stretch is curved. Low outside, ball one. Running is in his third game. His all-star record, one win and no losses. Big right-hander delivers. Clemente swings a high fly ball deep in the right center field. Mickey Mantle goes back back near the track, near the fence. He's got it. Fine play by Mantle. A long run. And Clemente hit it deep and is out. Bob Clemente, the National League leading hitter, flies deep to Mantle, and here's Bill White, the first baseman. Bill has singled and driven in a run with a sacrifice fly. The National League leads 2-1. Mike Cornelis of Boston is in the bullpen now for the American League. With Jim Bunning doing the pitching. Bill White waiting. Here's the windup in the pitch. A little low with a breaking ball. One ball and no strikes. One out, last half of the sixth inning at San Francisco. National League 2, American League 1. Running the right-hander into the windup, delivers again. Curveball is inside, and the count, two balls and no strikes to Bill White. Bill hitting 296, the St. Louis Cardinal first baseman. Had the top thrill of his career last week when he hit three home runs in a game against Los Angeles. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Bill takes a strike at the knees on the inside corner. White has eight home runs, 37 runs batted in. American League outfield around to the right. They play White to pull, play him deep. The 2-1 pitch on the way. Curveball stays high, and it's 3-1. Killebrew is now playing third, and if you're scoring with us, he bats in the number nine spot, and Bunning bats in Robinson's spot, seventh in the order. Bill White waiting, three balls and a strike. Running ready delivers. White swings and fouls and straight back over the backstop. Three and two. The American League outfield, Colavito in left, Mantle in center, Maris in right. The infield, Killebrew at third, Quebec at short, Temple at second, Cash is at first. Romano catching and Bunning now doing the pitching. Bunning is the fourth American League pitcher behind Ford, Larry, and Donovan. Here's the windup. 3-2 pitch. White swings and throws it down the right field line in the corner. And this one is in the corner. Foul ball. Bill White hit it way down in the right field corner out of view with the stands jutted out. And it took one bounce to the wire fence. So Bill White hit a 3-2 pitch foul deep in the right field corner beyond the American League bullpen. So the Cardinal slugger comes back to the plate. And Bunning gets a new ball to work with. The umpires are Landis of the National League at the plate, Frank Umar of the American League at first, Jack Crawford of the National League at second, Ed Rungy of the American League at the third, Eddie Vargo on the left field line from the National League, and Cal Drummond on the right field line. Here's the pitch swung on foul, and this will come back out of play. Count stays 3-2 to Bill White. One out, nobody on in the bottom of the sixth inning. The National League 2, the American League 1 from Candlestick Park in San Francisco. National League got a run in the second, another in the fourth. The American League, a home run, pinch hit by Herman Killebrew in the sixth. Bunning now ready. 3-2 pitch to Bill White. Swung on and missed. Strike three. Good sharp curveball and he struck him out. Strikeout number one for Bunning and the fourth National League to get down on strikes. 
second baseman struck out and lined out on a great play by Johnny Temple. The National League was playing hit and run when Bowling lined one right back over second and Temple was going to cover the bag with a sprawling, scrambling stop of the ball for the out. Bowling takes a curve down low and it's one ball, no strikes. The pitching today has been excellent. Two to one score. One run, one hit for the American League. Two runs, six hits for the National League and each side one error. The American League error cost a run. It's a high fly ball on the right side foul. Cash coming through the coaching box. Looks up in the sun now. Has to battle the winner. Makes a one-hand catch for the outs. And the side retires. Norm Cash battling the sun and the wind. Makes the catch on the foul ball. Bowling retired. No runs, no hits, no errors. None left on. And at the end of six innings of play, the score. The National League two and the American League one. Jerry Doggett, along with Jimmy Dudley from Candlestick Park in San Francisco, sending you the All-Star Classic, the second of which will be played at Boston on July the 30th. Now we're set to play. Top half of the seventh inning, and for the American League stars, will be Mickey Mantle, struck out and grounded out. Mantle, the batter. Mickey, of course, switches, and now he'll bat from the right side again. A piece of paper blows onto the field, and Mickey goes out to retrieve it. And it's tidying up the infield. The breeze has not hit its top peak today, according to Candlestick Park Customs, but it's blowing pretty good. A half swing, and it's a strike to Mantle. He tried to hold up on a high curve. Nothing in one to Mantle. Roger Maris on deck, and then Rocky Calavito. Two to one score. National League leads the American from San Francisco. Swing and a miss at a changeup, and it is strike two. And Tommy pulling the string to Mantle, nothing in two. Mickey hitting 320 as far in the American League season. The next pitch is outside, one ball, two strikes. One and two. Mantle is batting third in the American League order. Now the pitch. Curveball is fouled straight back. Count stays at a ball and two strikes to Mantle. Bright sunshiny day, temperature in the middle 70s. The one-two pitch. Curve, call, strike three. Low curve offered up by McCormick and Mantle is out on strikes. The second strikeout for Mike McCormick. And here's Roger Maris of the Yankees, the cleanup man. He struck out and grounded out. No white to Bob Perkins. Mike McCormick in his second inning of work here in the All-Star game. He gave up a home run to Harmon Killebrew in the sixth inning. Here's the pitch. A little high, ball one. Overarm fastball that time to left-hand batter Roger Maris. Rocky Calavito is on deck. Here's McCormick's next pitch. Fastball is high, stays outside, ball two. Two and nothing. Top half of the seventh inning from San Francisco. National League two, American League one. One hit for the American League, six hits for the National League. Now the pitch. Up high again. Ball three. Three balls and no strikes, and immediately we look to the scorebook and remind you there have been no walks in the game. Spahn started work three perfect innings, struck out three. 
Boy, you work too. Uh, uh, Perky worked too. Here's a fastball high, and Maris is on with a walk. The first walk of the game. So Mike McCormick, four badmans. And here is Rocky Calavino. Popped out and tied the center. Calavino from Detroit hitting 280. Big, strong right-hand batter. National League infield now with one away moves to double play there. Boyer, Wills, Bowling, and White. Outfield to the left. The pitch. Way high for the ball. One ball and no strikes. And McCormick wants a new ball. Ask catcher Smokey Burgess to make the exchange for him. And immediately the National League bullpen gets busy. Sandy Kopax of the Dodgers and Roy Face of the Pirates up and throwing. So the National League, a right-hander and a left-hander in the bullpen now as McCormick has walked a man. After striking up Mantle, he walked Maris. One ball, no strikes to Calavito. Swing on a high fly ball hit down in the left field corner. Robinson going to the corner. This one is going foul back into the seats. So Calavito right down the line with it, but back into the stands. And foul ball by just a few feet. So it is one ball and one strike to count to Rocky Calavito. Rocky has one home run in all-star competition. He's played in two games. Before today, his average, 400. He had two for five, including the home run. So Calavito at bat with one out, one on in the seventh inning. The National League leads two to one over the American. Now the look at first base. Maris a short lead. McCormick's delivery is outside. Ball two, two and one. Fastball moving away from the right-hand batter. Two balls and one strike. Mike Rossetti coaching at third, Mickey Vernon at first. One out, one on. Now McCormick set again. Here's the pitch. Fly ball hit the left field. Robinson coming on for it. He's there now and makes the catch for the out. So Calavito flies to Frank Robinson in left field, two down. And the shortstop, Tony Kubek, coming up. Top half of the seventh inning of the game. National League 2, American League 1. At first base, Roger Maris and Earl Walk. Quebec the batter. McCormick is the third National League pitcher. The American League has used four, but Frank Larry had to go out after a sore and made one pitch to Willie Mays. Here's the pitch. Fly ball to center. Willie Mays fading back for this one. Willie's way back now. Turns. He's got it. And the inning is over. Quebec flies deep to Mays in left center. Seventh, no runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. And the score at the end of six and a half innings of play. The National League two, the American League at one. Moving along to the last half of the seventh inning, a defensive change made by the American League. Al Kaline of the Detroit Tigers replaces Mickey Mantle in center field. As Smokey Burgess of the Pirates comes to bat for the National Jim Bunning out of the windup and the pitch to Smokey Burgess. Curveball is swung on and that's strike one. He took a little off on the curve. Smokey has flied to right and singled to right, so he has one for two. Burgess has one hit in all-star competition. That was the base that he got in the fifth inning. Here's Bunning's windup pitch. Swollen hit down the first base side. Up with it is cash. The underhand toss to Bunning in time and Burgess out. So the play going three to one. And that'll bring up Kenny Boyer, batting in the number nine spot. 
Boyer and pitcher Bob Perky came into the game at the same time. Stewart had got to respond in the ninth spot, so Boyer at ninth, and the pitcher now for the National League is batting second. Here's Kenny Boyer. He struck out. It was only time at bat today. So Boyer, big, strong, right-hand batter, third baseman from St. Louis. Bunning, doing the work, came on in the sixth. Right-hander Wines, and here's the first pitch. Curveball fouled away on the ground back of the plate into strike one. National League two, American League one. Last half of the seventh inning at Candlestick Park. San Francisco. Bunning with the new ball, walking around behind the mound. The breeze is at a good foot now from left across toward right. Here's Bunning to the windup and Boyer waits. The pitch. Curveball is inside and the count is one and one. One ball, one strike to Kenny Boyer. Out on deck for the National League leadoff man, Murray Wills, the shortstop. Now the pitch. Swung on hit foul, coming back toward the broadcast booth. Right back upstairs, look out, fellas. As Jimmy Dudley said earlier, bring your gloves and eat them here. is a ball and two strikes to Kenny Boyer. Here's Bunning to the windup now. Right-hander delivers. Slider outside. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes, one out for the National League. They're batting in the seventh. National League, of course, the home club in the National League Park at San Francisco. Bunning's pitch. Boyer swings and misses, strikes out for the second time. For Jim Bunning, his second strikeout. And it'll bring up the leadoff man, Maury Wells. Rounded out twice, single to center. So Wells, hitting 318 on the regular National League season. Comes up now to bat left-handed against Bunning. Murray Wills, the little shortstop who can fly. Third baseman Harmon Killebrew plays him two steps in on the grass at third. Outfield straightaway, not too deep. Here's Bunning to the windup, pitch to Wills. Curve is over for a strike. Pitcher spot due up next. Here's Bunning to the windup and the pitch to Wills. Swung on a bouncer to the right side. Johnny Temple up with an easy bounce. Play to first base in the side out. So it's 1-2-3 in the seventh for the National League. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. The score at the end of seven innings of play. The National League two, the American League at one. From Candlestick Park in San Francisco, this is Jerry Doggett along with Jimmy Dudley. First of two. Brian All-Star contest for this season. Moving along to the eighth inning in a game that has been well played and quickly played. An hour and 45 minutes to this point. Here's Johnny Romano, the catcher from Cleveland. 0 for 2. McCormick's first pitch is a curve for a strike. 0 and 1. Romano grounded the short and struck out. The American League has just one hit, a home run, a pension home run by Killebrew in the sixth inning off McCormick. His changeup is high and the count is 1 and 1. We have two pitchers in the bullpen for the American League, right-handers, Hoyt Wilhelm of Baltimore and Mike Fornelis of Boston. Now the pitch. Swung on, looked into right field, coming fast as Clemente. He's there, and he's got it. So Romano.
Romano flies out to Bob Coletti in right field. Coletti having to make a move toward the right field foul line to haul it in. Here's Jackie Brandt coming up now as a pinch hitter for pitcher Jim Bunning. The American League pitcher is hitting in the number seven spot. And here's Jackie Brandt. Hitting 341. He has four home runs and 29 runs batted in. Fine right hand batter. McCormick's pitch is in for a strike. Grant and McCormick, of course, were former teammates when Grant was with the Giants. Strike one count to Grant. One out, nobody on. There's a change up high, and it's one ball and one strike. So we'll see either Wilhelm or Cornelis in the last half of the eighth inning here at Candlestick Park. Two to one, the National League leads. Here's the wind up and the pitch. The curve is low, and it's two balls and a strike. In case you join us late in the second inning, Bob Cometti had a drive deep to right field against the fence between Maris and Mantle. He had a little confusion on it. It fell for a triple, and Bill White drove Cometti in with a fly ball to center. Next pitch, fastball for strike on the outside corner. 2-2, leveled off now to Brandt. The National League pulled out in front 2-0 when Mays led off the fourth against Frank Larry, the only hitter that Larry faced before going out with a sore arm. Hit a sharp ground ball to short. It bounced into left field for a two-base error. Error on Quebec. And then a ground out moved into third. And Clemente drove in the run of the fly ball to right. Next pitch high, ball three. Full count now to Brandt. American League run a home run by Killebrew, pinch hitting in the sixth inning. So it's 2-1. Fine exhibition for a capacity crowd at Candlestick Park. Over 44,000 fans on hand. McCormick delivers 3-2. A swing and a miss. Strike three. Struck him out. The third strikeout for the San Francisco left-hander. That brings up Kellebrew, who has the only hit, the only run of the game for the American League. And a towering drive to left field. So here's Kellebrew from the Minnesota Twins. Breeze picking up now and blowing severely from left to right. There's a high puck foul back of the plate. Burgess may have a play on it, moving with it, under it, and makes a one-hand pass. Yeah. almost went too far. Had to lean back and haul it in, and the side retired. Fine play by Smokey Burgess, battling the wind with his back to the sun. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. So the score at the end of seven and a half innings. The National League two, the American League one. For the American League, a pitching change now. Mike Cornelis comes in from the Boston Red Sox. He has won five and lost four. He's been in 28 ball games with Boston. His earned run average 4.94. Larry goes off. Rather, Bunning. The American League has used Ford, Larry, Donovan, and Bunning. And Bunning worked two innings. There's another change for the American League. Dick Hauser of the Kansas City A's is at third base. And he will replace Killebrew, which means the pitcher now goes back into the number nine spot. Perhaps. We'll have to see. George Altman will bat now for pitcher Mike McCormick. George Altman of the Chicago Cubs, a youngster who has certainly come a long way in a short time. Last of the eight, and Mike Cornelius delivers a swing and a high fly ball to deep to right field. Altman has really drilled one. She is gone. Into the seats in right field for George Altman of the Cubs.
first all-star game. His first swing of the bat, a home run deep in the right field. Often hitting 349 with the Cubs. And Brown is a pinch hitter and drills it deep in the seats in right field. And here's Willie Mays. Cornelius delivers a swing of the drive to center. K-Line waits for it right in his tracks and makes the catch for the out. So Mays fly it out. Three to one, the National League leads as George Offen of Chicago walked cold off the bench and set it riding deep into the stands. He has 14 home runs on the year and 45 RBIs, and his batting average has certainly soared. Here's Frank Robinson now, the Cincinnati left fielder. Cornelius delivers and the pitch is low, one ball and no strikes. Robinson having a good year. He's one of the big muscle men for the Reds, hitting 328 with 23 home runs and 70 runs batted in. There's a line drive base hit to left field. Into the left field corner goes Calavita to cut it off and fires it back in, and Robinson on with a long single to left. Both been busy for the American League again. And here's Bob Sheffing coming out of the dugout, walking out to the mound with a message from Paul Richards to pitcher Mike Cornelius. Meeting at the mound, and I believe Hoyt Wilhelm is going to get the call now to come in and take over for the American League from Mike Cornelius. Cornelius was in and tagged for a home run by Altman. Mays line straight to center. And then Frank Robinson drilled one down the left field line for a base hit. And the knuckleball artist supreme, Hoyt Wilhelm, getting the call now to come in out of the American League bullpen and take over the pitching. The fans here to watch Wilhelm and Romano try to handle him. Of course, Wilhelm was a former giant, but he was not here when the club moved to San Francisco. Here's Bob Clemente now, has tripled, driven in with a fly ball and fly to center. A play at first base, and Robinson is back. Wilhelm has been on both all-star squads, but he did not play in the game with the National League. Knuckers over for a call strike to Clemente. Clemente is one of the notorious bad ball hitters in baseball. He really swings that bat. To the American League making another pitching change now. Cornelius worked a third of an inning, gave up a home run and a single. Play at first and Robinson back again. After Clemente, Bill White blew up. Here's the look. Pitch to the plate. Clemente spins away from it inside. One ball and one strike. Wilhelm with Baltimore has won six and lost four. And listen to this. Earned run average, 1.96. He is off exclusively in relief. He's been in 32 games. He can drive the hitters crazy. Robinson goes. Pitch swung on. Best throw to second base. And Robinson is safe. He steals it. Robinson of Cincinnati steals second as Clemente swings and misses at the knuckleball pitch. Robinson has 12 stolen bases in the National League season. One ball and two strikes to count to Clemente. Now the pitch. Knuckler is swung on and missed strike three. So Clemente goes down on strikes. Strikeout number one, Wilhelm gets the first man he faces, and here's Bill White. There are two outs now, Robinson at second base, and Wilhelm taking the sign. Three to one, the National League leads. 
Bill White takes it outside, ball one. George Altman, a pinch home run, start the bottom of the eighth inning. Another pinch home run in the game for the American League's only hit. Came by Killebrew in the sixth inning. Now the pitch. Bill White swings a high fly ball to right field. K-line and Maris, and it'll be Maris calling. He makes the catch and the side retire. So for the National League in the eighth, one run, two hits, no errors, one left. And the score at the end of the eighth inning, the National League three, the American League one. the ninth inning at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, the last chance for the American League, and they'll start off with the pitch hitter, Jim Gentile. And we'll check uh, the American National League now. We'll have Elroy Face come on to do the pitching. So Face will become the fourth pitcher. McCormick worked two innings, make it three innings, and allowed one run. And one hit. Elroy Face, the mighty might of the Pirate bullpen. Four wins, three losses. Don Zimmer is playing at second base now for bowling. So Don Zimmer of the Chicago Cubs gets into the ball game at second. And here's Jim Gentile now batting for Johnny Temple. Gentile, the RBI leader in the American League. He has hit 82 runs in this year. And Jim Pioneer has 22 homers, swings and misses, strike one. Both bullpens are busy. We're in the ninth inning. Little Roy face on the mound for the National Leaguers. Here's the windup in the pitch. Breaking ball is low and inside, one and one. Uh, Roy has a pitch that he calls his fork ball, and that has been his most effective pitch. He throws the ball from between the two fingers. Here's the pitch. Swung on, foul tip. Burgess knocks it down, and it's one and two to Jim Gentile. Stu Miller and Sandy Koufax in the bullpen for the National League, and Billy Pierce and Jim Perry in the American League bullpen. Here's the pitch to Gentile. Inside, he checked up, and it's ball two. Two and two. Gentile is a local boy from Sacred High High School in San Francisco. Signed into the Dodger organization for a bonus after high school. Wild pitch all the way back to the backstop, and it's three and two now on Jim Gentile. Norm Cash of the Tigers due up next. Jim Tall, rugged. He really swing the bat. Here's Roy Face into the windup and the pitch down. Swan and that's strike three. Gentile goes down on strikes. So Face picks up a strikeout. First man he faces. Eight American League hitters have struck out. Well, the story of today's game was supposed to be American League power and National League pitching. It is three to one in a real good ball game. Here's Norm Cash at back. Eight hits for the National, one hit for the American, and the pitch is high, ball one. A home run by Harmon Killebrew in the sixth inning as a pinch hitter is the only run or hit the American League has so far. Pitches inside for ball. Two balls and no strikes now. Face pitching to Cash. Al Kaline on deck, and boy, the folks are getting a sample now of the San Francisco win. It is really whipping. 
Here's face to the windup, and down comes his pitch. Swung on and missed for a strike, two and one. The wind is about 15 to 20 miles an hour now, blowing from left field across toward right, and it is really whipping things around now. Paper napkins, paper sacks, blowing all around the place, blowing debris onto the playing field. Two on the count. Here's the pitch to Norm Cash. Ground ball foul down the first base side, and it's two and two. Making a minor operation in our broadcast booth to remove our NBC banner, which is swirling in the wind and up in our eyes. There you go. Two balls, two strikes. Norm Cash the batter, nobody on. One out in the ninth inning. National League 3, the American League 1, from San Francisco. Roy face to the lineup, delivers to Cash. Outside, low. The count is full, 3 and 2. Stu Miller and Sandy Koufax, a right-hander and a left-hander, in the National League bullpen. No one throwing now. There's a line drive base hit in the right center field. This one's going to go through to the fence. Clemente over to pick it up, makes his throw back after having a little trouble. Now finally gets it way over the head of a shortstop, Mario Wills, at the cutoff spot. And down to second base goes Cash with a double. The ball seemed to wedge in the fence at the bottom of the fence in right field. And Clemente had trouble picking it up, but it was a double anyway for Cash. The second hit. And here's Nellie Fox now going off to run for Cash. Nellie Fox at the Chicago White Sox. Pinch runner in the ninth with one out. And the batter will be Al Kaline coming on. of the Tigers hitting 299. Coming up now with a runner at second base and one out in the ninth inning. A double for Norm Cash. Three to one, the National League leads. Eight-line at bat with Roger Maris on deck. Base delivers, and the curveball is over for a strike. Hit number two for the American League. Now the pitch. Foul ball back into the backstop, and it's strike two. Capacity crowd, 44,115. The largest crowd ever to see a ball game in San Francisco on hand today. Strike two count, K-line. Little Roy Face of the Pittsburgh Pirates, working for the National Leaguers. They've had some great pitching today. Here's the pitch. Foul away. Warren Spahn, three perfect innings. Bob Perky, two innings in which he allowed one base runner on an error. McCormick, three innings, one hit, a home run. And now Face trying to hold him back. And the American Leaguers have plenty of sluggers left. Face working, strike two count to K-line. Here's the pitch. Inside, low, one ball and two strikes. Nellie Fox at second base, a pinch runner for Norm Cash. The wind is whipping from left toward right. Makes it tough on the right-hand hitters to get one out of here now. Here's the pitch. Line drive in the center field. It'll be a base hit. Here's Fox at third. Turns, comes in to score, and it's 3-2 to two as K-Line singles to center. So Al K-Line drives one to center field for a base hit to score. Nellie Fox, and it's a 3-2 to two ball game, and the American League now has the tying run at first. So Cash doubled with one out. K-Line singles, and here's Roger Maris. And Danny Murtaugh coming to the mound to talk to his pitcher, and let's see if he makes a change. Face came on to work the ninth, struck out Gentile, a pitch hitter. But then Cash got the double to right, and now K-Line brings him home with a single to center. And the American Leaguers 
trying to threaten, and Sandy Koufax of the Dodgers, a left-hander, will come in now to try to get Roger Maris. Because that wind is whistling from left toward right, and you can see what we mean when we mention that San Francisco wind, Jimmy. All right, Koufax will pitch to Maris. Sandy has a record of 11-5, and five, earned run average 3.32. Left-hand pitcher against a left-hand batter. Rocky Calavito due up next. A runner at first base, K-Line, carries the tying run for the American League. We're in the top of the ninth. Now the look, and here's the pitch to Maris. Way high for ball. One ball and no strikes. For Koufax, his first appearance in an all-star game. And as Jimmy Dudley told you, most baseball experts agree that Koufax has now matured as a big league pitcher. And certainly his fine record with the Dodgers shows it. 11-5. and five. The 1-0 pitch to Maris. Swung on a high pop foul coming back into the crowd. And it is 1-1. One one. Koufax is a phenomenal strikeout pitcher. He averages nearly nine strikeouts for nine innings pitch. And if he continues at the pace he's going, he will become the all-time strikeout pitcher. This year, he has struck out 141 in 133 innings, to give you a little idea. There's a half swing, and Maris checked in time. It is two balls and a strike. Landis said no as Maris held up in time. So the American League trying to rally in the ninth. Have a run in, a double by Cash, and a single by K-Line. With one out, they have Maris at bat. Top slugger in the game right now. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike two. He went for a high fastball. Two and two. Stu Miller is in the bullpen for the National League. A right-hand batter is due up next. It might be conceivable that should Koufax get Maris, then Murtar might bring in Miller to pitch to the right-hand batter, or he might leave Koufax in to try to get Calavito. Two and two the count. Koufax steps the Curve is low. Full count now. Three and two. We'll see how the American League plays it now with a 3-2 count and a runner at first base, one out. We'll see if they have K-line run or if they hold him up. K-Line moves off. Koufax delivers. Swung on a line drive base up the right field. Here's K-Line up to second. Turn, holds on as Benetti fires it back into Don Zimmer. Cutoff spot. So Maris lines a single to right, and the American Leaguers are still alive. Down to second with the tying run goes Al K-Line. So Maris a base hit, and that's three straight hits. And now Murtaugh is making another trip to the mound. The American Leaguers have Palavito, then Kubek, then Romano. And manager Paul Richards staggered his lineup so that he could have a left-hander and a right-hander alternating as often as possible. One reason why he had Mantle batting third and Maris fourth, figuring against a left-hand starter for the National League, Mantle could switch and bat right, then he'd have a left-hander, then a right-hander, then another left-hander, and a right-hander. He has popped up and flat out twice. Miller is a veteran major leaguer. And has done a great job for the San Francisco ball club. This is Miller's first appearance in an all-star game, and he's up now. Three to two, the National League leads. The American League with a big threat going in the top of the ninth inning. Miller out of a stretch. And now takes a long look and delivers. Time had been called as the pitcher swung on and missed. Van Landis called time. He might have called a balk. Landis called a balk on him. Miller had a hesitation in his swing, and a balk is called. So now the American League has a golden opportunity on the balk call. K-Line goes to third. Maris goes to second base. With one 
got the time run now is at third, and the go-ahead run is at second. You know, Gary, it was a tough break for Stu. Actually, the wind blew him a little bit. If you saw him, he gave with the wind, and that caused him to bomb. As small as he is, he didn't have enough ballast now, Jimmy, because Stu is a little fellow. And commits the ball. So the wind is a factor. Not only blowing the ball around, but juggling the pitchers. The pitch to Calavita. Ground ball to third. Boyer up with it. The time run is in. Boyer can't pick it up. Calavita grabs the third. Boyer could not pick the ball up. While Kaline straight to the plate, there was no play. And holding at second base was Maris, and it'll be an error on Kenny Boyer. And the American League has tied it up three and three. The runner scored at first and second. Maris had to hold it second. The pitch is in high. Ball one. So, in the inning, the American League have had a double, a single, another single, and then a block to set the runners at second and third, and then the error by Boyer to allow the time run to score. Here's the pitch. A swing and a miss for a strike. One and one to Tony Kubek. On deck, John Romano of Cleveland. So we have a tied-up game now, 3-3, here in the ninth inning. The American League making a rally at it and still batting with one out and two on. A single, another single, and then a block to set the runners at second and third, and then the error by Boyer to allow the time run to score. Here's the pitch. A swing and a miss for a strike. One and one to Tony Kubek. On deck, John Romano of Cleveland. So we have a tied-up game now, 3-3, here in the ninth inning. The American League making a rally at it and still batting with one out and two on. Another set. Here's his pitch. Swung on and popped up. Not in front of the plate. Burgess and White, and it's Smokey Burgess. Stops the ball in foul territory. The wind playing tricks on catcher Smokey Burgess. And the ball went right through his glove. And we'll simply charge an error on that. A little pop fly just to the right of the plate. About five feet foul. Smokey went out and couldn't get it and discharged with an error as Kubek gets a reprieve. And the National League has its second error of the inning and third of the game. But Kubek is still up there and we'll see now if the American League can catch in this break. There's a swing and a mess of a slow one. Strike three. Kubek strikes out. And here's Yogi Berra coming out. Yogi Berra will come up and bat for John Romano, and a round of applause for the Yogi. Berra, who was named to the squad as an outfielder, technically, but he could also catch, of course, one of the game's greatest, coming up now. Yogi on the air, hitting 279, 11 home runs. And Stu Miller to pitch to him. In the ninth, score tied, 3-3. Now Miller backs off the rubber. We've had two home runs in the game. Altman of Chicago for the National League in the eighth. Killebrew of Minnesota in the sixth inning for the American League. Miller delivers to Barra. Inside and low, one ball and no strikes. The wind a key factor in the ball game now. As little Stu Miller committed to balk, and as Jimmy Dudley said, he tried to stop his motion as the wind gave him a little swirl, and he balked to move the runners up. Then the error allowed the tying run to score. Barrow swings and the back rides all the way down the first baseline, past 
and his bat flew over the coaching box down the right field line. That boy retrieves, and it's a one-ball, one-strike count to Yogi Berra. Miller can throw so slowly that it would just drive you crazy. A spectator at the ball game, you think, gee, give me a bat and let me go out there and swing away. But boy, he really fools you. He can change speeds on that pitch four or five different ways. A little Stu Miller coming in, in relief, pitching to Barrow with two out, two on. The score tied in the ninth. Now the stretch and look. Here's the pitch by Miller. Strike call. And Barrow turns to argue. So Miller floated one over, but Yogi let it go by, and it's one and two. American League three, National League three. We're in the ninth inning ball game at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. Now the look. One and two pitch by Miller. Bouncer to the right side. Zimmer up with it. Here's his play. And he pulls way off and he takes the first base. A routine throw by Don Zimmer. Pulls Bill right off. And Vera is safe and the bases are loaded. So the National League has committed three errors in the inning. And the American League still alive and... Mera is at first base, Carlofino at second, and Maris at third. The third National League error of the inning. Come from Kansas City. Hauser hitting 268. There's quite a success story. Youngster from Kansas City playing in his first All-Star game, and when spring training began, he wasn't even on a major league roster. Now Miller will pitch to Hauser, batting in the number eight spot. The wind swirling around again, and time called at home plate. So the American League having a hectic inning here, and the National League having problems picking up the ball. Two errors in the inning. One has cost a run, and the other one might. We'll see. The pitch is low for a ball. One ball and no strikes to Dick Hauser. The score is tied at three and three. After Gentile struck out, Cash doubled, K-Line singled, Mara singled. Moyer made an error on Calavito. Gilbeck struck out, and uh, Zimmer made an error on Barra. Pitches in for strike, and it's one and one. Stu Miller of the Giants pitching for the National League. Looking the one-one pitch. Swung on a fly ball to left field. Robinson right there. Moves in with the win. Over now, and he's got it. And he's going to Score tied at 3-3. Wilhelm checking his sign. Wilhelm worked to two batters in the eighth inning. Got Clementi and White. Hit by Kubek's big bounce. Throw is in time, and Zimmer is out. The American League rallied for two in the ninth inning to pull into a tie. Three all. Waiting and the wind up in the pitch. Swung on and rolled out toward the left side of the mound. Up with it is Hauser, the third baseman, makes his play and Burgess is out. Third pitcher from Baltimore working for the American Leaguers. Outside and low, one ball and no strikes to Boyer. One one pitch to Kenny Boyer. And it is low outside, ball two, two and one. 
starts to go into the motion. Now, we'll give him a little swirl for his stop. Wilhelm delivers, and it's low and inside. Boyer is off. Harry Wills, shortstop and leadoff man for the Dodgers, and out on deck is Henry Aaron. And time called now, Bob Sheffing of the American League coaching staff is coming to the mound to talk to Wilhelm. Gentile allows Boyer and Watt to take second. And then when Gentile retrieved and threw, he almost threw it into left field, but Quebec made a nice stop on a high throw. The six errors is a record for all-star game. Six by both teams. So the last inning has been a little rocky as far as the errors are concerned. Here's the pitch to Wells. Checks up on a low one. Ball three. Three balls and no strikes to Maury Wells. Henry Aaron of Milwaukee, one of the most dangerous hitters in the game, out on deck. Stiff breeze from left to right. Wilhelm ready to pitch to Wills. 3-0. Maury swings and loops one out back of second base. Going out for his box. He's got it. And that retires the side. They let Wills hit 3-0, and, and he popped up to the second baseman, Nellie Fox. That will go into overtime in a moment. No runs, no hits, no errors. And one man left on. Two runs scored by the American Leaguers in the ninth inning are earned runs, and the ball game is all tied up. The National League with three runs on eight hits and four errors. The American League, three runs, four hits, and two errors. The total of six errors by both clubs, a new record. However... The National League holds the record for most errors by a single club. They still have one to go to tie. They have made as many as five errors in a single game. And where did it happen? In 1949, and you guessed it, it happened at Brooklyn. Lloyd Wilhelm will lead off as the American League manager, Paul Richards, is down to next to nothing now in the pitching department, so he wants Wilhelm to stay in there, especially with a swim. Stu Miller pitching to Wilhelm. A strike is called over at the knees. Wilhelm, who doesn't profess to be much of a hitter, will be in there swinging the bat, nevertheless. And he should know how to hit a knuckler. He's one of the best himself. The pitch is swing and a miss. He missed it a foot. Strike two. Oh, and two count. And the fans are really getting their money's worth today. A beautiful day, but now the wind is quite strong. Playfully tossing paper bags, hot dog wrappers, etc. around the ballpark. There's ball one outside. Ball one and strike two. Number 15 is Hart Wilhelm. Jim Gentile is on deck. The outfield playing straight away in shallow. A strike is called. A curveball hits the outside corner, and Wilhelm is called out on strikes. There have been 12 pitches in this game so far, which is still one shy of the record. 13 pitches performed in the 1954 All-Star Game at Cleveland's Municipal Stadium. That was the year 1954 when Al Rosen, third baseman for the Indians, then had himself a field day. One of the great days at bat. Jim Gentile is up now. Score tied three and three. Miller moves over a bit on the rubber as the wind causes him to shift position. He's sort of tilting into the wind with each windup. The wind again blows him off balance, so he stopped. It caused him a balk in the ninth inning. Pitch into Gentile is a strike. He hits the outside corner with a fastball. Miller, like all smart knuckleballers and so-called junk men, though we can never understand why they use the expression, 
will use the fastball as a setup pitch most of the time. Swing and a miss. Genteel failed to check it. He wants to so badly do something that will make the San Francisco people proud of him. The big boy, a product of Sacred Heart High School here in the Bay Area. Oh, and two. He has such a big swing, it's difficult to check it once he starts it. Holds for outside. Pitch, ball one. Ball one and strike two. One out and nobody on. Wilhelm a strikeout victim. That, by the way, is Miller's second strikeout. And it's a total of nine for National League hurlers. The pitch is swing and a miss. He struck him out. Knuckleball came floating up. And Big Jim couldn't do a thing with it. It's the second time he has struck out. Third strikeout for Miller. So three of the batters in today's game, four of them, in fact, have been guilty of striking out twice. Boya, Cash, Mantle, and now Big Jim Gentile. Here's Nelson Fox. Little Nell's one of the great stars in the throwback to the old-fashioned type ball player with a big chomp tobacco that gives him a natural tilt. Headwise, overloaded on the left jaw. Takes ball when outside and low. Great little competitor. Sets his swing for ball two outside and low. He convinced the umpire to the dissatisfaction of the... 44,000 fans here at Candlestick Rock. There are two out. The count balls and no strikes. Al Kaline is on deck. Do you know? The pitch coming up is a strike ball. Clemente is playing deep and straight away in right field. Mays is shaded so over toward right center. The pitch is too low for ball three. Three and one. Frank Robinson of the Cincinnati Reds playing in left field. Robinson, one of the men who makes up the great outfield of the Red Legs. Beta Penson, Gus Bell. The 3-1 pitch. Fox holds for ball four. Knuckleball dancing high and outside. And Fox is on with a walk. Two out and a man on. And here comes Al Kaline who kept it alive with a single in the ninth inning to drive in a run for the American League. And he later scored the tying run himself. K-Line, who stepped out of high school into a major league uniform to become one of the American League's outstanding players. Miller's pitch, inside, almost got him. K-Line jumping back out of the way. Ball one. Box the runner at first. One of the two mighty mites of the Chicago White Sox attack, Fox and Aparicio. Fox with a good lead. He's a good base runner. Pitch is swung on a ground ball down the third baseline. Boya comes in up with this one. Goes low to first. And gets away from the first baseman. Here's Fox sweeping around third. And he's going to be allowed to score. Third baseman interfered with him. And here comes K-Line to third. The third baseman interfered with Fox. We caught the signal from the third base umpire, Ed Rungy, and Fox would have been allowed to score anyway for the simple reason that Boya interfered with him. And I think the National League is going to not only equal, but maybe surpass its record of errors when we get the official call from the scorekeeper. The American League now leading by a score of 4-3 as Fox came all the way from first. 
on a throwing error, charged to the third baseman, Boya, which gave only one error on the play, an error on the throw, charged to Boya. And there's a good possibility that after the game, the run scored by Fox would be scored officially as having scored on an affair. Since the umpire did make the call. Five errors by the National Leaguers. Roger Maris is up with a runner at third. We're in the first half of the 10th inning with the American League leading by a score of 4-3. to three. Throw over to first and that ball almost got away from Boya. With Miller throwing into the wind, he might have tossed a knuckler over there. on four hits. And now Danny Murtaugh is out talking to the plate umpire, Stan Landis, who in turn calls to Ed Rungi at third base. And it's quite possible that Murtaugh wants a clarification of the play on Fox at third. Rungi gave the sign. Boya came across the bag. After making the throw to first, he went back of the bag, and then, as Fox rounded third base, Boya stepped in his pad. And Rungi now is making the explanation to the National League manager, Danny Murtaugh. The National Leaguers have tied their record for most errors by a single club in one All-Star game. And the two clubs, with seven errors today, have established a new era, a new era record. Sort of infamous and probably unwanted, but that's the story. All is calm, and back to the bench goes Danny Murtaugh. Miller's pitch into Roger Maris is a strike call. Al Kaline is on at third base, and there are two out. All this has come about with two out here in the first half of the tenth inning. Wind is very strong. The outfield playing deep and around to right. The pitch, Maris swings and misses. He failed to check it, though he tried. And it's two strikes. Billy Pierce, a left-hander, and Ken McBride, a right-hander, are working in the bullpen for the American Leaguers. The pitch to Maris. Strike three is called. He struck him out. And the side is retired. Maris strikeout victim for the second time in the first half of the tenth inning. One run, no hits, one error, one walk, and one left. And at the end of nine and a half innings of play, the score is American League 4, National League 3, played with Jerry Doggett at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, California, the scene of the first 1961 All-Star Game. It has been quite a show here this afternoon for the more than 44,000 fans setting a new record for Candlestick Park in attendance. Watching the superstars of the American League versus the stars of the National League. And they've done just about everything well. They've done some things a little bit on the bad side. For instance, like making seven errors. But that's the story of baseball. Some days everything falls in place. Other days you just can't make a nickel. One thing is for sure, the pitchers for the first part of the game ruled it. Whitey Ford. And Warren Spahn, a tremendous three-inning stint by Spahn. Three perfect innings he pitched. Hank Aaron will be the leadoff batter for the National Leaguers in the last half of the 10th inning. And Hort Wilhelm, who came on in the eighth inning and put out the fire, 
is ready to work. Number 44, Hank Aaron. Season batting average of 322. His first time at bat. First pitch into him by Wilhelm. His ball went high and inside. Wilhelm into the windup. The pitch is a curved strike call. Ball one, strike one. The National League is trailed by a run. Pitch is one, and there's a drive to the middle out of the second base. And it's going to be it. It's a base hit for Aaron. And the National League has come alive. The batter is Say Hey, Willie Mays. Bringing about the tremendous cheers of San Francisco fans who are just a little bit partial, and rightfully so. This is baseball. And the great game will be coming your way in your cities by radio and in the parks where the Major League games are played. The pitch in gets away from Nelson Howard, and there goes Aaron to second. Nelson Howard couldn't handle the pitch. It's ball one outside and low. And the National Leaguers have the tying run at second base. Fastball is charged. Mays has one hit. In for it, Batsy swings and misses, strike one. Mays has had a lot of experience hitting against and with Wilhelm when Wilhelm was with the Giants. One and one to count. On deck is Frank Robinson. Here's the pitch. Swung on a ground ball over the third base. And going down the corner. Toronto scoring his Mays going for second. The throw coming in from Calavito. Too late. Mays is in for the double. Robinson hit by the pitcher on his first. 
Ten hits for the National Leaguers. Four for the American Leaguers. The score tied four and four. The pitcher fouls up in the dirt. The runner started to move, thinking that it was a swing and a miss, but he had foul tipped the ball. The count is ball one and strike one. Ten hits for the National Leaguers. Four for the American Leaguers. The score tied four and four. The pitcher fouls up in the dirt. The runner started to move, thinking that it was a swing and a miss, but he had foul tipped the ball. The count is ball one and strike one. Elston Howard of the New York Yankees working back of the plate. Cleveland Indian pitchers and others will tell you that Howard is one of the toughest men in the league to get out. The pitch by Will Helmsborn. That's a drive out to right center. This may be it. Harris chasing the ball. Here's Mays rounding third. He's coming home to score. And that is the ball game. Mays scores. And the ball game is over. In the last half of the tenth inning, the National Leaguers do it with nobody out. They get two runs on three hits. And there are two men left. And that's the story of the ball game here, with the National Leaguers trailing 4-3, going into the last half of the 10th inning. They come up with two runs to win it by a score of 5-4. And in just a moment, we'll review the highlights of the game for you.